Rangers firstly kick off in Belgium to play Standard Liège. I think Rangers are going to run and I think they'll even make at least a minimum the last 16 in a row points. Celtic afterwards at home to AC Milan's Latin Ibrahimovic and all. I don't think the performance has been really up to the level that we're capable of and you know I'm hoping that's going to be you know turned around as we go along. The Goal Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney, Simon Donnelly, and Ali Defoy. Have your say. Call 0808 08 17 17 700. Let's go! Hello, everyone. Good evening, and welcome to the Goal Radio Football Show. European football under the floodlights is back. Rangers kick off in 55 minutes away to Standard Liège in the Europa League. And in the same competition, Celtic are host to European royalty. AC Milan, Zlatan and all are in town. Eight o'clock kickoff tonight. With us in the programme too, Glasgow football royalty. Former Rangers star, I'm maybe pushing it a little bit, Bob Malcolm will be joining us in the next hour. And also delighted here in the studio, who's been in a few times with us, the former Celtic and Scotland striker, Simon Donnelly. Simon, good evening. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Great. Looking forward to it. Good to get back to European action. Yeah, European action, it's what it's all about, uh, clubs did fantastically well to, to qualify into the group stages two big games again tonight big uh, names come to town with AC Milan and obviously with Rangers over in Belgium so we'll be looking for positive results for both and Rob McLean will join us in a few moments he is doing the match live tonight on the telly so Rob will be with us rather than in the studio with us Ali Defoy Ali some breaking news yeah, there's been lots of chat today. Um, COVID result tests coming back for the football clubs and with St Mirren's game on Saturday, we're hoping against Hamilton there's not going to be any more. There is said to be potential for new cases, but um, I'll confirm that with you. I'm in talks with the club just now, so I'll let you know when I hear anything. And in the second hour of the programme, we're speaking to a Scotland captain. Oh yes, Rachel Corsi. Cannot wait for that. They've all been working very hard this week with the big game coming up tomorrow, Friday night. Uh, you can watch that on BBC Alba as well, but we'll tell you more about that later. And also in half an hour, an Italian journalist well he's a Scotsman uh, working in Rome it's Alistair McKenzie and he'll be looking and looking forward to AC Milan running the rule over them for us tonight and also we'll be speaking to the president of the Scottish Amateur Football Association because last night on the programme Simon you heard it there was Dave Cormack the chairman of Aberdeen came on from Atlanta Georgia and he was calling for football crowds to be allowed back in measured but you know he was saying why couldn't there be a couple of thousand socially distanced in Petordry which can take what 18,000, So we'll be speaking to the Amateur Association president in the next half hour or so. It's really important to get the fans back. It is. Uh, I mean, I'm involved in the game uh, down the leagues at the moment at Breaking City, uh, and I know we're suffering uh, on, on our own scale. But yeah, I mean, I tuned into, I think it was Dynamo Kiev against Juventus the other night, and the stadium looks half full. Uh, they're, they're following protocol, taking all the precautions. So hopefully it's. It's not too far away for us here because, you know, the fans are what makes the game. Can you imagine? Well, you know, tonight in Liège there'll be nearly 4,000 fans will be there and that will help. It'll help Rangers too, won't it? The fact that there, there's a crowd in, in the stadium. It does. I mean, that's that's what professional football is all about. You know, performing preferably in front of full houses, you know, the atmosphere, you know, teams maybe need a lift at particular times of the game. But yeah, it's it, it, at the moment it's surreal times, you know, performing with these empty stadiums I know they when you watch the games they put on the, the, the fake noise in the back but it's just it's, it's nowhere near the same not the same is it no not at all
Someone who stepped forward today is young Scottish international player Ryan Porteous of Hebs and he's come out with a, a great initiative, Ali. Yes, we were um, having a wee talk about uh, yesterday. I was speaking with um, the team over at Hebs. So basically, Ryan has pledged a minimum of 1% of his football salary to help drive female ap- uh, empowerment. So basically, it's a, a movement called Common Goal, which is a collective that uses football to empower vulnerable children and young people around the world. But he's decided to give um, his help to uh, the female side of it. So so he's his very own sister, Emma. She's a player and she had to overcome as a woman pursuing a career in football. So he's chosen to support grassroots projects that use football to foster female empowerment and to drive global goal number five, which is gender equality. So yeah, big statement from him. But there's also four women from the national team who are doing it and quite a lot of other footballs. But he's the first senior Scottish player to do it. Good to see. Excellent excellent yep. initiative from, from young Ryan. Uh, and it's good to see in these these testing times as well, you know, a lot of players uh, through the UK stepping forward to do these things uh, and help people. But that's a, it's a great move from him. So we hear from Stephen Gerrard looking forward to the match. It's just, uh, as I said, less than an hour away. Standard Liège against Rangers. Uh, he's looking to get maximum points. We're coming against a, a very good team, a big squad full of talented players. So I'm sure they'll cope. Obviously, it's not ideal for them from their point of view. But we're here to do a job. We're here to try and take uh, maximum points. Yep, they're up against a tough team. We're going live for the match. Standard Liège against Rangers on the line now. Be match commentator tonight. Good evening, Rob. Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. You've uh, you've been looking forward to this, but you've got the team news first, and it's official. Yeah, sadly, I'm in Glasgow, and not Belgium, uh, ah. because of the current restrictions. But. Uh, yeah, I've got the teams, and uh, I've also just interviewed Stephen Gerrard just for BT Sport tonight, the pre-match interview. Mm-hmm. I've just done it, recorded it a couple of minutes ago. So so he's obviously buoyant and uh, pretty bullish on the back of uh, what happened at Celtic Park on Saturday. They couldn't have had a bigger boost, obviously, going into this game uh, tonight. But he's also pretty respectful about a standard Liège team who are a point off the top of the Belgian league at the moment. They drew with the leaders, Club Bruges, at the weekend. They've also got a really fantastic home record, um, both in domestic football and, and European. In European football, they haven't lost in 15 <coughs> ties, and that goes back to 2014. So it tells you that on their home patch, they are pretty impressive. They make three changes tonight to their team. No, no great superstars about, about standard Liège, but some really promising youngsters. Uh, their skipper is 21, plays at the back, and he's just made his debut for the Belgian national team. So that tells you something about his quality. But let's get to the important part of the team news, which is how Rangers will line up. And they're making three changes uh, from the team that beat Celtic at the weekend. Leon Balogan uh, comes in at the back. Philip Hellander has a bit of a knock. I think that's the story there. I think Hellander would probably have played had he been 100% fit, but he's on the bench. Uh, Balogan starts. Ryan Jack is back in the midfield for uh, Rangers, uh, which means that Stephen Davis drops out. I guess the 35-year-old legs are maybe getting a bit of a break for the initial part of the game, at least tonight. He might feature at some stage, who knows. And the third change for Rangers sees Yanis Hadji uh, back in the team. I think Stephen Gerrard likes him on European nights. He's got a good recent history of uh, performing for Rangers. Brandon Barker drops out. He's on the bench as well. And it's uh, birthday boy Hadji tonight. He's 22 today so I wonder if he can celebrate his birthday with a goal tonight other than that it is the side which did so well for Rangers on Saturday and for Hadji back home his pride will be well, he'll be bursting with pride his family wonderful to be there his dad watching him tonight yeah that's right he played with Genk didn't he in Belgium um, you know he's and, and he does 
uh, seemed to respond to the European atmosphere. Remember those couple of goals he scored against Braga uh, in last season's competition. I mean, it's strange to think that, that Rangers only exited uh, the European campaign 11 weeks ago. That was when they lost to Bayer Leverkusen. And that was last season's uh, European uh, campaign ending for them. There were three qualifiers already. Really morale-boosting uh, results, Simon, you would say, against uh, Willem Tue and Galatasaray as well going into this. And yep. put on top of that, beating Celtic at the weekend. And you'd imagine Rangers couldn't be in much better heart at the moment. Definitely, Robin. And uh, looking at the team as well, I know there's been three changes, but there's a familiarity about the Rangers team these days. And I touched on it at the weekend, you know, where... Obviously, there's a few things had to force Neil Lennon's hand at the weekend, but there's been a lot of chopping and changing. But Rangers team looks very similar. You know, they, they tweak it now and again. They've, they've had an enforced one tonight, as you say, with the, the back four, which looks very settled. But again, I think familiarity is, is, is boosting them at the moment in their performances. Yeah, and, and the, the COVID lottery comes into it as well. Yeah. Celtic were affected at the weekend. Standard Liège are affected to, to a, a, a small extent tonight in that a couple of their players, young players, who might well have been in the starting lineup, have had to drop out because they, they tested positive. So we're, we're getting very used to having this yeah. regular conversation about how the, the virus affects uh, sport and how it affects teams. So Standard are, are slightly weakened by that tonight, but, but I, I, that will not be put up as any sort of excuse for them tonight. Uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of belief in themselves because of the, the way they perform at home. Uh, they, they drew, they needed a, a late equaliser at the weekend to draw with Club Bruges, but they're just a point off top spot in, uh, in Belgium. Um, you know, you only have to look at the, the strength of, of the Belgian national side to, to realise that, that Standard Liège will, will be no mugs. And, and having spoken to Steven, Steven Gerrard just moments ago, uh, he realises how good Rangers are going to have to be tonight yeah. to get this uh, Europa League campaign off to a flyer. Yeah, I mean, I looked at, I did touch on the, the the Belgian table before I came in, so they're obviously doing quite well at the top end of the table. But I just feel Rangers. I think we touched on it in the, in the studio before, Rob. You know, they they take a lot of confidence from their their, their performances in Europe, uh, especially last season on the run they went. Uh, so yeah. I, I I think they'll get a positive result again tonight. I think the experience there, again the familiarity around about the the, the eleven. I think they'll get a, a, a result. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, Stephen Gerrard has lost. I think he lost only five of thirty-five European ties. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good record over the yeah. last two and a half years. And uh, three times they've qualified for the the groups in, in the Europa. They didn't get out of the group. They should have done first season. They did get out last season. Lost. Maybe unlucky being drawn with Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, that was always going to be a struggle to get to get over that particular hurdle. And, and it does sometimes come down to, to lucky breaks and the luck of the draw. Um, this is a group that they will have they will feel as if they should get through. And then once they get through that, well, it, it is down to to the draw. And uh, he, uh, Stephen Gerrard will undoubtedly uh, be looking to to do as well as last season, Simon. Yeah. And I think maybe a little bit better as well. Yeah, definitely. And as I said, I think it goes for both teams. If, if they can get through the group stages, we've seen what can happen. You know, they got to the last 16 last year and you can argue as well, you know, with the COVID situation coming in, the distance between the, t the, the two ties as well and all the kind of stuff that went with it. So, yeah, I think both clubs will be looking to, to go into the depths of the, the tournament. Rob, what do you reckon then tonight? I know you'll be commentating. Um, do you expect Rangers to, to win or at least a draw? 
No, I, I think they've got a good chance of winning, Paul. Um, despite the, the, the strong home record of Standard Liège, I, I just think when you look at that Rangers team, um, you know, I don't, I don't think the... I don't think the changes necessarily weaken them at all. Balogun uh, looks a very calm, composed defender when he plays. He's quick, um, despite the fact Hollander played well at the weekend. Ryan Jack, well, we know all about his qualities in the midfield. And and Yanis Hadji um, has got something about him as well in in these European ties. And and also, uh, the the name that springs to mind when you talk Europa League and Rangers is Alfredo Morelos, Mm -hmm. who's got this incredible... He's just one short of Ali McCoy's goal-scoring record in Europe of 21 goals. I mean, he scored six in the group stages last season in six group games. I mean, that is absolutely... A remarkable record, doesn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. He's a top scorer in the competition at that stage. Yep. So, you know, he, he might just burst back to life tonight. And, and, and we, the one we haven't mentioned is Ryan Kent, who's, you know, probably the, the, the top player in the Play team. Player of the season, yeah. Rob, can you say where you're doing it tonight? To, doing the commentary for BT or shall we... You're doing it somewhere. You, you said Glasgow, you weren't actually maybe? at the match. I'm, yeah, I'm at, I'm, I'm at a mystery location in the east end of Glasgow. Okay. It's, not the, okay. it's not necessarily the glamorous setting I would have chosen, okay. but uh, needs must at the moment. Travelling ain't happening. Yeah. And uh, whatever... Whatever I'm doing it from, let's yeah. hope I'm commentating on a on a Rangers win on BT Sports and a, and a Celtic win later on as well. Let's hope we're, we're talking about that uh, later. But I know you'll be keeping tabs on the game in your own inimitable style in the course of the next week while. We will indeed. Rob, thanks very much for joining us. All the best. See you tomorrow night in the studio. Rob McLean there who's doing it uh, on BT Sport. It's strange times though, isn't it? That's why I'm mentioning that. No fans here in Glasgow. Celtic AC Milan, 60,000 would have been there tonight. An absolutely full house. And the uh, Rangers game, standard edge, <clears throat> that would be, what, 35,000 or so. Uh, and it can be bedlam there at that match. But at least they've got 3,750. At least they've got something. Uh, I, I take it, obviously. It'll all be home supporters. Uh, and maybe yep. we'll work in Rangers' favour. You know, going away from home in Europe, I've experienced that if... Things that are going against you and the hostile support that can get at the players. So maybe it will be an advantage for Rangers tonight. Certainly for Celtic, 60,000 would have been a great one at Celtic Park in front of AC Milan, but not to be. What do you think if you're listening at home or in the car? 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials too, Ali. Yeah, at Go Football Show. I'll be checking the DMs in a wee second. And of course, the text 87474. Put Go at the start of your message. And it's just a normal network rate on that. And what do you think is going to happen? Someone last night, uh, Rangers fan was on. I heard he was giving a He was, <laughs> he was stick, loving including life. Including Jim White was getting stuck. That was we might, Sean. We, we might get, we might get sh- uh, Sean and Jim White on the, the line. Uh, great friend of the station here as well Simon we deal in facts here and not uh, rumours but there's a leaked team of Celtic tonight I hesitate to, to say but they're, <laughs> I, I don't know it's, it's on Twitter at the moment I believe yeah. um, so this is just leaked we don't know if it's true um, and it may yeah, just I'm, be a wind up yeah, yeah I'm looking at it and obviously it's not confirmed but if, if it is the team it looks as if it's a back three again uh, with, with Laxalt on the left and, and Frimpong on the right uh, and a Yeti and Christie are in up top so we'll have to wait and see obviously uh, I don't know if Lenny will be too happy if, if that's another leak but uh, as I say at the moment it's not confirmed I love that somebody's tweeted tweeted it out and saying it looks like a leak and if this leak is a leak it needs to be stopped pronto I was like well you just put it out there haven't you really <laughs> but listen we'll tell you as soon as we hear the official team news so what a night uh, they're both playing this evening we're uh, looking forward to both matches tonight uh, for Celtic we heard from Stephen Gerrard a few moments ago and uh, what about Celtic then they're looking forward to, to tonight what's the injury situation let's hear uh, from Neil Lennon Yeah, Ryan will be in the squad we're, we're assessing again whether he'll be fit to start 
Olsen's doing some, uh, he's, he's had the cardiac screening, he's had the blood tests, and now we have to, you know, do some physiological work with him in terms of getting what response his, his heart rate is to certain exertions before we can, you know, clear him to train fully with us again. So he's just going through the certain health and safety protocols at the minute. He's been such a huge miss for Celtic. I completely uh... And obviously they've had to put up with three or four as well during the uh, the COVID circumstances. But yeah, Edward has led the line fantastically well for Celtic over the last two years. Uh, the focal point up front and pairing with Griffiths at the, the turn of the year, you know, very potent up top. So it's a miss, but again, a, an opportunity for other people to come in. You know, Griffiths, will he be fit to start tonight? We don't know. I still think he's the, the best striker there if he's fully fit. But yeah, trying times at the moment uh, and I think Lenny, from his point of view, will just be dying to get his squad back uh, COVID-free and injury-free so that he can, because they've got a a hell of a run coming up, you know, seven or eight games in Europe and big games in the league and trailing Rangers now. So uh, I think he'll just want to have that headache of having a fully fit squad to pick from. Because at the back, they're still missing this man, Christopher Julian. Yeah, he's going to be out for a period of time. He's still in a... A lot of discomfort. He's, he's had scans. There's inflammation in the spine, at the bottom of the spine. So, yeah, he's going to be a few weeks yet, unfortunately. OK, the build-up is on. Celtic against AC Milan, 8 o'clock kick-off. Rangers are in Belgium. Standard Liège, the match kicks off in, well, 40 minutes. The Bull Radio Football Show. Stephen Gerrard looking forward to the match tonight and the opposition standard Liège. Yeah, I think this is a, a level that uh, will certainly find you out. Uh, you know, it's a level where you can't carry individual players in or out of possession. Uh, I think the players, through the experience of the last couple of years, know that. Not only our best at this level will get us where we want to get to. I have to pay credit to the players. The majority of the time we've gave them a task and a job and a challenge. Uh, through the qualifiers over the couple of years and um, when we're faced with a stiff challenge like tomorrow, uh, the players have more often than not delivered. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how we play. And we've given you the lineup: Rangers, McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Balogun, he's in tonight, Barisic, Kamara, Jack is back, Arfield, Hadji is in, Kent and Morello. So the changes from the weekend, Helander is out. I think a bit of a knock, we think he's on the bench, Simon. Uh, Stephen Davis, the legs, I mean, he's what, 35 yeah. and he's in a busy, busy few weeks, yeah. the international duty. And uh, Brendan Barker, who's done brilliantly, but Hadji back home in Belgium. Yeah, it's, it's, again, yeah. it's a familiar shape. I'd imagine uh, Rangers start with and is... Stevie Gerrard says there, you know, they've they've experienced this in Europe over recent times and get some really good performances and results. So I feel they'll get another positive one tonight. He's, he's not disrespecting Standard Liège. We touched on the, the young skipper, you know, being in the Belgian squad, which is not a bad squad. <laughs> if Number he's one good, in the world. If he's good enough to get in that, <laughs> uh, he must be okay. So, yeah, I think it'll be a young Belgian side that will, you know, be a test, but I think Rangers will overcome it. It's a test of the fact that fans are not there in general. They are tonight, nearly 4,000 at the game, but nobody at Celtic against uh, AC Milan. But it's not just at the senior level, it's right throughout football. And last night you heard Dave Cormack on the programme here talking and uh, asking for some clarity and a bit of fairness for football. For me, I would ask in here, one from a football perspective, to kind of explain why they've chosen indoor events and ignored us when they said they wouldn't. And two, on the broader scale of things, 
I think there's more questions need to be asked in terms of the success we're having in reducing the number of deaths. And Ali, that was your question. You said, what would he ask Nicola Sturgeon? And that is the question. So we're going to take it forward tonight. We've got the president of the Scottish Amateur Football Association on the light, Stuart Urquhart. Stuart, good evening. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Very well, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us. And, uh, well, you heard Dave Cormack last night, and you're saying something similar today. It's right throughout the game. It's affecting uh, the men and the women's game all the way through, especially here in the central belt. Well, absolutely. Um you know, I, I speak in behalf of sort of thirty-five thousand plus oh. members in the Scottish Amateur FA, oh. and particularly in the the five health board areas, uh, there's probably sixty-five to seventy percent of our amateur players, adult players that play in that that area, and at the moment they're being totally deprived of of playing the game that they love. Um, so as Dave Cormack says, although we are not talking so much about fans, we're certainly talking about players and uh, volunteers that uh, that can affect their their well their well being and their, their mental health. So yeah, we want back playing, and, and we'll ask the first minister for an explanation, which we still await. Yeah, we were chatting about that earlier today, actually, Stuart, weren't we, about mental health yeah. and how important it is? Because it's not just about, yeah, OK, we're not getting to play the sport that we love, but it's actually what it's doing to people's mental health. The fact that you might be run down, you might be in a different situation, and then you end up might catching the virus when you possibly wouldn't anyway. So I think it goes a wee bit deeper than just not getting to play the sport we enjoy. Absolutely, Ali. We, we've, we've got a lot of uh, clubs the length and breadth of Scotland where there are guys who volunteer and have been with these clubs for 30, 40, 50 years and they're at the age now where to some extent their football on a Saturday afternoon is all they've got during this COVID uh, thing that you know, other than being at home that's the only thing they've got so obviously it affects them as well as the playing side of the game. And I guess with what you were, um, your statement that went out on Twitter today, um, and I guess we can repost that on our Twitter, I've not done it yet as yet, but you were really sort of asking for a, a little bit of clarification because you've been working since August, putting all the different protocols in place, but you're not really kind of getting an answer as to what what you can do and what you can do next to, to get it started. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, we're not silly. We, we, we take into view that the number of deaths throughout the world, throughout UK and the world but nevertheless what, what confuses us is that uh, the sort of set, what they call the semi-professionals have been able to start playing um, and you know that's what we would probably have called the juniors in the past but for example if I, if I use the West of Scotland League as an example purely because they're in the central belt where, where a lot of our clubs are they've been allowed to play yet with, it, with the exception that they're allowed larger numbers at their, at their game in the red and amber zones, as they call them. Um, they, they work to exactly the same protocols as we do in terms of match day protocols, sanitising goals and equipment, excess, you know, uh, the two-metre um, space, etc., etc. So we can't understand why, for example, they're allowed to play and we're not. I'm not for a minute suggesting that we want them to be banned as well. I'm, I'm just we just want to know the question, or the question answered is why we're being treated differently, and yet you know it's it's actually the same sort of situation. Simon Donnelly, you've got first-hand experience uh, as assistant manager at Brecon City. Yeah, Stuart, yes. how are you doing? You okay? 
I'm good, thank you. Yeah, just uh, listening to you there, obviously 35,000 members, are, uh, but it's affecting so many people, This Absolutely. these rulings. You know, we, we train through at a facility through at Grangemouth, Little Kers, and Monday night, Monday night was the quietest night I've ever seen. And I spoke to the guy after it, and I hadn't actually been thinking about it, but obviously this stuff had come in. And it was only kids that were on. We actually benefited Breaking City. We ended up with a full pitch that night. But yeah. it's devastating this. I, I, on a personal note, I've got three kids that all play up at Giffnock. Uh, and my, my youngest kid can play. My oldest one can't. My middle mm. one has uh, members of his squad who can't train with them because they cross regions. It's just, it's affecting exactly. everybody. It's affecting everybody. Exactly. And as I say, you know, we're not silly enough to think that it shouldn't matter. We know that wherever, you know, we know that wherever there, there, is, there is some uh, risk at whatever level, but our, there's no evidence as far as I'm aware that uh, the transmission has been uh, passed on through outdoor contact sport. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's protocol there. There's protocol there to follow absolutely. as well. We we have to clean the balls, and you have to do absolutely. all this kind of stuff after your training. And I think that's the frustration. Everybody's followed this to the letter well, of the absolutely. law, and now, and now it's it's getting moved again. Absolutely, we, we we've we've got a situation where at amateur level, people people, and it seems to me people in in government, for example, think the amateur football you just go down and throw your jackets down and kick a ball. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not like that. There's a huge structure within the Scottish Amateur FA, and the protocols are laid down. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously costing the clubs money. Um, of course. To, to do all that, which which fine, you know, we understand that we get that. And as far as I'm aware. Uh, we've certainly not had any reports of any of our amateur teams throughout the country not not standing by the protocols mm. that we have laid. That, well, this government and the SFA, um, and 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 going back to the the statement Ali uh, alluded to earlier, the situation is you know over the past few months uh, the SFA have definitely been working on our behalf, but uh, at an exec and finance meeting last night. We decided it was time that we did a bit sort of directly, if you like. And it's just um, clarity but, you want, isn't it, really, Stuart? Yeah. To be yes, able to absolutely. say what, what is it that we need to do and we'll do it, but yeah. if it's not gone wrong, then how can we, where do we go from here? Correct. I mean, you know, we're just, we're just being deprived of playing our game, yep. um, despite the fact that we've put in all the protocols. We've had to fill in all the clubs throughout Scotland. We've had to fill in risk assessments for the various local authorities, etc., etc. We've done all that, and it, but yet we can't play football in these five health board areas. And, and it's frustrating, to say the least. So, Stuart, we know it's so difficult. This is a world pandemic. But mm. how did you feel, briefly, when you saw people could go into cinemas? To, to watch football matches or listen to Arsene Wenger or rugby got nearly a thousand people at Murrayfield just briefly <laughs> continue well, yourself but well, what, did, what did you think this is the national yeah, well, game football the people's game correct well absolutely that, that's the whole point that a lot of our members are, are bringing up that people can go to, to those sort of venues yet we can't get out there to play a game of football despite all the protocols that we've already got in place so we just need a an answer as to why that is the case, and sitting on planes as well, like. <laughs> and you're asking well, people, yeah, and and your take home is you're asking people to write to their MSPs, yeah. 
we, we, we've now asked in our statement to ask all players and clubs to write to their local MSPs, which I've already done, although I've written to the First Minister as well, but I still wait a response. As I say, there's so much to deal with, but let's hope they do come back Indeed. to you into the SFA. Stuart, thanks very much. You're in Trun, is that fair to say, on the on the coast there? Correct. Yeah, yes, I am, I am, yeah. The sooner Lido's reopened again, you couldn't find a safer place, <laughs> a venue to go in, and Scott's there, and there's so many others that surely Indeed. we can be there for, you know, breakfast and lunch. We don't have to have alcohol and uh, stay socially distanced, wash our hands. We look forward to seeing you in Trun very soon, Stuart. Okay, Paul, thanks a lot. Thanks Thank very you. much Take for coming care, on. Oh, there's, never, there's never been a time like it, has there? It's uh, just amazing. Simon, European night tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We'll look back to the weekend as well. People are still on the DMs and still calling in about the scoreline. Celtic nil, Rangers 2. Rangers playing really well. Celtic were off the ball. How are they going to be tonight? Lots to talk about. That's all coming up next here on the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. So it's just coming up for 38 minutes past five on your Thursday night. The only thing to mention really on the travel, which is good, is that there's a wee bit of slow traffic on the MA eastbound. That's from Junction 24, Govan, Helen Street to Junction 15, Townhead. Travel time is still 15 to 20 minutes there because, um, of course, the usual congestion is still around through Glasgow. If you spot anything else and you think I should be mentioning it, please let me know. Only if it's safe and legal to do so, though, on our number 0808 17 17 700. Paul Cooney with Ali Defoy and Simon Donnelly, former Celtic and Scotland star. We'll hear from Bob Malcolm, former Rangers star, in the second hour. And also Rachel Corsi, the captain of the Scotland team, playing tomorrow night, the women's against Albania. We're looking forward to that in the second hour. 0808 17 17 700. You know the numbers, you know the socials. Messages coming in, Ali. Absolutely. Sorry, I was just thinking, the last time I watched Scotland women play Albania, they beat them, I think it was 6-0 at St Mirren Park. It was brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant game. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you can get in touch at Go Football Show or jump onto the text 87 474 put go at the start of your message we'll love to read it out for you good night for Liverpool last night you know without Van Dijk but they did okay didn't they yeah, yeah. difficult I thought that would have been a difficult game missing Van Dijk I think uh, Klopp shuffled the pack a little bit but yeah great result great start to their campaign and Manchester City too yep. Man-, Man City as well and I thought Man United I watched that game the night before I thought that was a fantastic game they, they seem to have the hold over Paris Saint-Germain at the moment Davy Proven was saying he was at Newcastle Man U at the weekend and he said Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes, what a player. Yeah, different yeah. class, different class. I think he just pulls every, pulls the strings, pulls everything together there. He's got pace and legs round about him. Uh, I think they left it late at St James's right enough, but a fantastic performance in Paris. Stephen Gerrard was asked uh, about the fans in tonight at the match. We've got no issue at all. Anything that's within the rules is fine by us. We certainly welcome supporters into stadiums. We certainly welcome atmospheres to, to play in. Obviously, it's only going to be a certain percentage, but it's certainly a move closer to where we all want to be, which is back to full capacities and really exciting atmospheres to test ourselves in and work under. You know, and hopefully, you know, back domestically where we are, we can try and make similar moves to try and get the ball rolling and get fans back in the stadium where it's safe to do so. So, looking forward to that. Uh, Simon, what do you reckon? They'll be full of confidence after the weekend. Definitely. Definitely, they've got to be, you know, a fantastic performance and result uh, to, to move four points clear domestically and get nothing really to fear in Europe. Recently, some good performances got to the last 16 and although it's a test always going away from home, I think, as I say, I think they'll get a positive result tonight. 
This man is in town as well as Zlatan is in town. Everyone would be looking forward to it. Can you imagine the atmosphere tonight there to watch him? Let's uh, go to somebody who knows all about AC Milan. We're going to Rome now, to Italy, and a Scots journalist working there in Italy. It's Alistair McKenzie. Alistair, good evening. Good evening. Uh, very nice to meet you. Yeah, it's Paul here. It's Paolo. How are you? <laughs> well, it's Paul. Uh, Simon, I don't know where the Simon is. And uh, also, well, Ali. Yeah. There's a... Where do we find you at the moment in the Eternal City? Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm just back in my flat at the moment, awaiting uh, a good, good night of Europa League football. But yeah. um, no, the sun's been shining today, so I can't complain too much. So, you know, a few months ago, people were saying about AC Milan, not what they were. Seven times European champions, second best record ever, uh, but they were fading giants. But this season, tell us about the renaissance of the club. Well, I suppose the the Renaissance started last season because they've they've had a, an amazing calendar year, and I guess if if the season had been running from January to December, they would have been in in the kind of title contention. Um, it really all stems from that signing of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who came back from the States in January, initially just on a six month deal. Initially, really was expected to be a kind of uh, mentor as much as anything else, um, but he's been amazing ever since he landed again. Scored 10 goals last season in the league. Started very well this year. Scored both goals when they beat Inter on the weekends. That was their first Milan derby win in more than four years. Um, so everything, yeah, is going very well for them at the moment. Um, to be honest, I don't think Celtic could have really faced them at a worse time because, uh, as you alluded to, this this Milan side hasn't really always been worthy of the name and the history that the club kind of brings up and over the last six years it's really been a struggle for them to they've not even qualified for the Champions League in that time let alone one Serie A so yeah they, they are in very good nick and um, you know led by that man's last and they're really hoping that they can do something special this season and at thir- 39 years of age it's just it's phenomenal isn't it everyone Amazing. thinks this will be his last season but he just defies all logic yeah and and Honestly, if you watch him play and you see the shape he's in, he uh, he really puts much younger players to shame because um, you know it's quite easy to to maybe have a look at the history of Serie A and, and old strikers doing quite well and just say, oh well, it's just Serie A he's scoring in. But uh, he is playing like a man who's much younger than he is. Um, he's even this season contracted and recovered from COVID nineteen. And, you know, he before then he scored two goals uh, in a game, then he got COVID and he was out for a while and they came back and scored two goals in the derby. So there seems to be absolutely nothing that's knocking him off his stride at the moment. And he's still a real handful. Um, he's still showing that he's capable of playing at the very top level. I think when he came back from the States and maybe had a few doubters talking about the fact that he'd been in a kind of retirement league yeah. and playing at a lower level... Yeah. There were some doubts around whether he could do it, but uh, so far, um, you know, he's proving he definitely can. Well, Simon Donnelly, a great striker, is with us. Simon, what about Zlatan? And what would you want to ask Alistair about this match tonight? First of all, you're not putting me in that bracket, are you, Paul? I, I, I'm not. <laughs> and I did, well, to be fair, I said that at the top of the programme. That's a I whole said load right. of pressure. <laughs> uh, no, listen, the guy's been unbelievable uh, in his career. I think, is he 39 now, Alistair? That's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he seems to have the, the Midas touch everywhere he goes uh, and a huge influence everywhere he goes and I think he's alright I think he's maybe had a little bit of a bit of criticism when he's went to the States 
and he's taken that as a, a, a as a real winner and came back to show everybody that he's, he's there's still life in the old dog. And as I say, two goals at the weekend. Is it a young team, Alistair? Because round about him, yeah, I haven't well, seen the uh, one. You know, when I when I mentioned before that when he first arrived, they thought he might he might be a mentor. I mean, that was because this team is one of the youngest, if not the youngest, squads in in Italy in Serie A. Yeah. Um, a load of young, talented players. Their transfer policy has very much been based around trying to sign um, talented young guys that they can improve. Yeah. Over the summer, they signed a midfielder called Sandro Tonali, who's who's being tipped as the next big thing, really, in Italian football. Who who should start tonight, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, to put Zlatan's career in context, the Gazeta dello Sport newspaper this morning pointed out that his first ever European game was actually at Celtic Park 19 years ago. Right. In 2001, while well, he was at Ajax. So oh, wow. he, was, he was playing against Neil Lennon um, during his playing career, and now he's got another coach against him. So, that's yeah, he's, that's he's an incredible start. You yeah. just missed that, Simon. You'd just gone at that time. I, I yeah. just left, yeah. I think yeah. that was. I think Celtic won over the two legs, possibly, if it's the one I'm thinking about. But, yeah, I just left. But that's, a, that's an amazing start. But, yeah, the... The one I look at is maybe Canton going in at uh, Man United. I know Ibra went to United and probably had similar effect, but what what a leader, you know, what a guy to have in the dressing room and, and leading a young Milan team back to resurgence. Alistair, here's what uh, Neil Lennon had to say about him. Still a, a world-class player. I think he is in fantastic condition. I think he's a fantastic approach to the game. And I think what he has accomplished in the game has been magnificent and he still wants to accomplish more. So he's right up there for me in some of the greatest players of all time and what he's achieved on the European scene at, in different leagues and at different clubs and obviously for his country as well. He's a, uh, he's a one-off. He's very, very special. So what are they saying about Celtic? Um, would they have reports of the match at the weekend of the defeat with Rangers? Yeah, no, they've, they've definitely picked up on the fact that Celtic aren't necessarily in the best shape going into this game and, you know, it, it was quite an obvious storyline to lead on the fact that both teams had big derby games and they went in opposite directions. Um, you know, Celtic aren't an unfamiliar uh, name for, for uh, in Italian football, I suppose. I mean, they were playing uh, Lazio already in the uh, group stage of the Europa League last season, so um, it's they're not a complete unknown, I suppose. Uh, but I think the, the prospect of going to Celtic Park obviously is something completely different when it's full on a European night and when it's empty in uh, these strange days we're in at the moment. So uh, that's, I guess, something that uh, Milan can at least be grateful for. Oh yeah, they'll know about Celtic because obviously Inter Milan in 67, Internazionale losing uh, to uh, Celtic. And as you mentioned last season, uh, and Simon, people were surprised here uh, that Celtic defeated Lazio. Home and away, yeah. Home yeah, away I, exactly. I co- yeah. covered the game at Celtic Park and obviously watched. You were the, at the match caller, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was at the match yeah. and uh, fantastic atmosphere. Late goals in both both legs, uh, or both ties rather. Yeah. So, yeah, great performances for Celtic. And it, it, to be honest, it's going to take something like that to get something out of the game tonight. A real top performance. Alistair, we've got Ali here too, as you know, and she was looking to cover the match over there, but sadly the budget wouldn't stretch tonight, Ali. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Gutted. Um, Alistair, I was just thinking, um, how many fans do you reckon, if any, will be allowed into the San Siro for the next leg? Well, as things stand here, we've got uh, crowds of 1,000 being allowed into matches. um, And they're being kind of 
well, I think different clubs are doing it differently, and I can't tell you exactly how the, the process is working with, with Milan, but uh, they tend to be kind of cherry-picked season ticket holders and VIPs, and a lot of clubs are also inviting uh, health workers and things um, to come in as well. So, yeah, it's it's a bit strange, to be honest, because I've, I've been covering games um, from stadiums before they had any crowds, and then while they have a thousand fans in, and it's, if anything, even stranger having that that smaller crowd than it is when there's nobody at all because you can hear the individual fans screaming abuse or trying to get a song started and it's it's a bit odd but um, I I suppose it is better than nothing. Yeah but it definitely has taken away home advantage in many cases and you see in the UK especially in England some of the results Alistair have been crazy. We wanted to ask you how did you get your love then uh, of Italian football was it watching Gazetta Uh, what was it remember the Saturday morning programme James Richardson and we were you know we were just thinking of the players that you had at Milan over the years Baggio Baresi Hullet Maldini you could keep going on I know (laughs) Rijkaard Van Basten yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, you you guessed it first time. It, it was really the uh, the football Italia years of the nineties, and um, you know the uh, amazing coverage that they had and the live games that they had on at the time, and you know those were really the golden years. Of, and Paul Gascoigne, sorry, Gaza was a big part of that, wasn't he? Because you know the UK Channel Four followed him then when he went over there to Lazio. Yeah, uh, Gaza was um, yeah the, the the reason they kind of started it up, and initially he was supposed to be a co-presenter um, was on he? the show, yeah. but appar- uh, apparently he was so unbelievably unreliable that they have to give up on that idea and install James Richardson instead. So, um, yeah, great show. Great place. And I think a lot of people grew up, you know, a love of football, uh, watching that kind of thing oh, on a Saturday. Did you watch yeah, it before I you watched, went to I watched yeah. it Saturday and I watched the games on Sunday. It seemed to be, if you went that through course, the Serie A, right. at that point, it, they would have three big hitters in every team. You know, every team at the top five, six, had world-class players capable of beating each other but obviously at that time Milan were probably dominant with the Dutch trio as well that you've just went over there but fantastic times George Way as well There's another George one. Way another one <laughs> I remember he scored a goal ran the length of the pitch Incredible. phenomenal yeah. yeah amazing so you're telling us to look out tonight for Sandro Pinali you reckon he's uh, one of the best players for Milan what do you think is going to happen then Alistair tonight yeah, I mean, Tonali's definitely worth keeping an eye on just because there's a few players tonight who have kind of got a bit of a point to prove because uh, Pioli's um, going to rotate a little bit and there are guys like Tonali who will be expecting to be starting players for Milan this season who aren't yet really at that position. Uh, like Brahim Diaz as well, who's, who's been brought in on loan from Real Madrid. Um, with Hakan Chalanoglu injured, who usually starts at the number 10 um, Diaz is going to get a chance and you know there's there's a lot of talent in this team but it's not necessarily uh, the deepest squad in the world so they are going to um, they're, they're going to maybe find it a little bit challenging um, we've seen that already despite how well the start to their league season has gone um, they've struggled a bit in the qualifying matches um, they had a very hard time getting past Bodo Glimt a Norwegian team in the second qualifying game. They eventually won 3-2, but I had to hold on a bit. Mm-hmm. And then in their playoff match, uh, you, you may well have seen this um, never-ending penalty shootout against Rio oh, Ave. Yeah. Um, but they needed a 120th minute equaliser to even take that to a penalty shootout in the first place. So yeah, they've not fared all that well in, in their midweek games so far. Um, so it'll be actually very interesting to see how a kind of 
uh, slightly rotated uh, Milan side yeah. fares um, in, a, in a, another midweek game and, and if yeah. they can improve a bit. Well, Alistair, thanks very much for joining us tonight on Glasgow's own Go Radio. It was uh, great to hear from you. Ciao, Alistair. Thanks very yeah. much. Thank you. Cheers, Ciao. 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 <laughs> it's uh, good to hear from him. So, the match, uh, well, Rangers are going to kick off in about eight minutes' time. So, let's hear from a Rangers fan who's on. Uh, Jason's on the line from Deniston. Hi, Jason. Good evening. Evening, gents. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good, thanks. How about good you? Evening, Jason. You up for it tonight? You excited yeah. for the ah, match? Yeah, yeah, I think going into the game tonight, Rangers are... I feel the confidence are flying, obviously, after the, the old fun one at the weekend. Um, and I'm going for a, a comfortable 2 0 win for Rangers tonight, I'd say. Well, lots of people have been joining you on the socials, actually, saying it's going to be a, either 2 or 3 to Rangers with a nil for standard Liege. Yeah, I, 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 I fancy Rangers, uh, Jason, myself. Uh, I won't predict a score, but I, I think Rangers will win tonight. I think their experience in Europe in the last couple of seasons under Steven Gerrard they're, they're getting stronger every time so again it's a familiar lineup. they start in 11 two or three changes from the weekend but they'll take the, the huge boost from the weekend into this and I expect Rangers to win how significant 100%. yeah Jason for you how significant was that win at the weekend uh, and for Rangers confidence for Europe as well it was massive but um, I've been saying all week after the after the win I think from both sides either Celtic or Rangers um, that the league this season is not going to be won on old fun games in my opinion um, you've seen it over the past couple of years that it's against with all due respect just your, your harder games your smaller games away from home your Hamilton's Livingston's games like that so it's all good and well Rangers winning it I'm over the moon with it I thought we thoroughly deserved the win but um, at the same time we need to kick on obviously tonight get a wee bit of confidence from that keep the confidence growing within the camp but I think that um, the feeling around the camp at Ibrox just now and just Rangers in general, it's, it's, it's a good positive mood. So long may it continue. And if we get a win tonight, I think that can only make things better. Yeah, as you see, you've got Livy on Sunday as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Again, no, but you're right as well, Jason. I mean, Rangers have dealt Celtic a couple of body blows over the last couple of seasons and then not followed it up. And you're, you're right, it's early days, but it's like a fantastic result for, for Rangers at the weekend. And I'm saying that through gritted teeth, obviously. <laughs> but uh, the, be- the best team won and it's, it's now down to them sustaining it and Celtic, you know, reacting on the back of that. You all right with the changes tonight? You understand them? You're happy enough? I suppose Stephen Davis has played so much football recently, hasn't he? Um, Hadji yeah, yeah. playing on his home soil and uh, Balogun in. Hollander maybe a wee knock, but he's on the bench. Yeah, I've seen that. I just watched the, the interview there with Stephen Gerrard before the game. Um, hopefully, Hollander is, is just a wee knock. It's nothing more than that, I think. Um, if you look at that team, a lot of them are getting praised at the minute. Hollander is getting praised, but I think he's the unsung hero of that team at the minute. He, he goes around his business quite quietly. He reads the game well. Um, I think he's always maybe one step ahead of the uh, the opposition players. He, he knows what's happening before they even know if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So... He's, a, he's an intelligent player. Him and Golson seem to be developing a you know a strong partnership at the back, which I think Rangers have maybe struggled with over the past two three years. They've struggled to try and get a bit of continuity between two central defenders. It was either Goldson and Edmondson or Goldson and Katic, and it was moving about too much for me. So it looks like they've they've developed a, a good relationship at the back. So, um, but again, it's good now. It just goes to show you the depth that Rangers have got. If um, Hollanders out of action tonight we can bring in another quality centre back in and Balogun so the depth is definitely there to try and um, help us with the win tonight hopefully Jason happy days to be a Rangers fan and your scoreline again just the scoreline 
What do you reckon? 2-0 2-0 Fancy Morelos to get off on, or back on the scoring sheet tonight You just wanted to go on the radio and say 2-0 to Rangers Again that will, that will, If, if well, Morelos scores yeah. is that uh, equals Coisties? No but it's just kicked off it's, That's it It's huge Massive We'll keep you right up to date in the next hour The Bull Radio Football Show So the Rangers game kicked off about seven or eight minutes ago. Simon Donnelly, you're watching. Standard Liège nil, Rangers nil. Yeah, uh, the Belgians seem to have most of the possession in the early stages here, uh, keeping Rangers pinned back, but no real chances so far. And coming up shortly, we're going to speak to Bob Malcolm, the former Rangers defender. You must have played against him a few times, Simon. I played against yeah. Bob. I probably played against Bob more since I retired in the over 35 games than I did uh, when we did play. But yeah, I've played against him a few times over the years. And of course, you're going to come up against him. You are assistant manager at Brecon City. And uh, he's assistant he's to Barry Ferguson. number two to Fergie Celtic. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's at the start of the next month. I think it's the ninth, possibly. Uh, our final game in the, in the League Cup table. We're looking forward to that one. There's been so much chat about it with Cy Ferry at Peterhead. You've had a tough couple of weeks, hasn't it, been with Brecon City? What, what, just a word, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, just with... uh, we started really positively in the, the, the pre-season. Uh, we took a hit at St. Johnson 7-0. People will say about the 6-2 with Dundee United, but we actually performed well and created chances in that game. Um, we've been a wee bit flat since, but uh, we've had a good couple of sessions this week and we play Elgin at Glebe Park on Saturday, so hopefully we can... Rectify the result from last week and kick on. Great to football back, even without the fans. So no scoring so far. Simon is watching. He'll keep us right up to date. And uh, Celtic kicks off at eight. So we'll give you the Celtic team news soon against AC Milan. Ali, the socials are there. Lots of calls coming in. People giving predictions. I take it they're going for the, the Glasgow sides to win. Yes, yeah. the majority are, yeah. Um, but we'll take your thoughts on it as well uh, at Go Football Show on the socials, of course, or you can drop us a V text 87474 or give us a call 0808 17 17 700. You know the number to call. So we're looking forward to keeping you right up to date with Rangers. You you think they could do it tonight? Couldn't you? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think they'll get a win. Uh, I just think they'll take the, the confidence for the game at the weekend into, and, and the performances they've had in Europe in, in recent times. And, and Stephen Gerrard today, one of the headlines was, let's uh, get a new deal for Glenn Kamara. He's grown and he's evolved and he's improved. And he's listened to different areas of the game where we felt we could, you know, shape him and, and help him to become a better player. But he's the one who's gone out and really worked at his game, both in and out of possession. He's in a fantastic place, playing with confidence. He was superb at the weekend, but for me, he's been really consistent for, for much longer than that. So Glenn's in a fantastic place and we want Glenn around us for as long as as long as long possible. How'd you get him for £50,000? £50,000, a great, a great deal, great bit of business. And there's nobody better than Stevie Gerrard, you know, a midfielder, his has position in the, in the in the pitch and he's obviously learning off him and as Stevie G touches on there himself you know the, the boy's worked hard at his game uh, which you've got to do uh, both in and out of possession uh, so it's it's these kind of fundamentals and then that allows your quality to come to the fore but he's a very consistent performer for Rangers Ready to take another call? We had a Rangers fan just before kick-off let's uh, speak to a Celtic fan now we're going to Renfrewshire and Stuart's on the line Stuart good evening Good evening Paul thank you very much for having me on Thanks for coming on. So uh, we'll look forward to tonight, but I think you also wanted to speak to Simon Donnelly about Celtic's performance in the derby. Yeah, just uh, really disappointed by the whole performance of the team. The kind of, only the attitude of them. It just, just didn't feel right. I know that the, 
the team supposedly getting leaked out and then that's happened again tonight. There seems to be problems behind the scenes. I don't know if it's morale or just the fans losing dressing room a bit. I don't know. I'm just concerned that this is a big season. Things are starting to go wrong at the wrong time. Hi Stuart, how you doing? How you doing, Simon? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, listen, I'm I'm of the same thinking as yourself. I, I, I watched most of the game. We we had a game ourselves. I, I watched about 70, 75 minutes of the game at the weekend and very flat from Celtic. Uh, I don't think a shot in target, which it's hard to get your head round at Celtic Park in a, a, a derby game. You know, it's one of the ones where you look and maybe try and find out reasons, you know, with five cha- or five newbies coming in, um, players missing, big players missing. Uh, but you're looking for the team that goes out on the pitch, you know, to take the opportunity, whether it's a Clamalla up top, uh, or the young kid that came in as well. It's, it's just a flat performance for Celtic. And... For, from me looking from the outside, I, I don't read into the, the leaking of the team too much. Uh, Did that bother you? It, it, it probably would if you were manager. You know, you, you'd look to see where it, it came from. But I don't think that reflects on the performance at all. You know, you put the guys over the line there, the 11 players. They know the importance of the season. They know the importance of the game. And it was just very flat. Uh, but for me, the... The most important thing is going to be the reaction. Uh, I think Celtic need to have a performance tonight against AC Milan that will take them into the game at the weekend, which is a huge game up at Pitodre. Uh It's a must-win, really. Mm-hmm. And I look at their games over the next spell. There's six, seven, eight games. And it's an important period for them. And we touched on it earlier on in the show. The positives, if we can take the positives out, it is... Mm-hmm. They've still got players to come back. Yeah. Uh, whether it was the, the, the guys that have been isolating or the couple of guys that may be only quite up to fitness, which I can't get my head around at this stage of the well, season. We'll come back to that in a minute or two. But we'll find yeah, out who, who's fit for tonight. And sure, before you go, let's hear from Neil Lennon. He thought there was an overreaction to the performance and the result. Look, you always get, for me anyway, an overreaction from a, a disappointing performance or defeat. I think these players are amusing. I think they've done amusing things. I'm confident that they'll continue to do amazing things for the club. We weren't very good, particularly in the second half on Saturday, and that's on me. So I have to take responsibility for the team performance and not the players. We're working really hard in the background now to you know, get back to the, the penetrating quick football that we know we are capable of doing, and that's what we're looking for in the next sort of three to four games to try and hit those heights again. Simon, he's taking it on the chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's almost taking the pressure off the players there in the second half, which I understand from uh, his position. Uh, but he's, he's he's right, you know. And, and and in fairness to Celtic, over the last two seasons in particular, any time they've had a setback, they've bounced back and they've went on a run. And that that's what they need to do now. Uh, there's been signs of it in the Hibs game, and I think I touched on it in the show before. The the results were positive. We were winning games. But the performances weren't there and at the weekend both came to the fore and it was a disappointing performance. Stuart, what would you say? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's probably one of the worst performances I can remember, especially for a non-farm game. Uh, hearing you when there, that's, if there's a player you want to hear that from your manager backing you up, but yeah. you know, can you hide the facts? The, the fans know that, that that's just not acceptable, that kind of performance against your biggest rival. They need... Neil Lane shouldn't have to get the players up for a game of that importance, uh, especially when we lost the last game at home. 
and then you know the performance of that was really poor. Simon's right there. We've got a lot of really really important games coming up, and we need to put in performances. We need to try and raise our game, but. I'm a bit concerned after the weekend at just how lacklustre it was, especially because there's a lot of big players there that just didn't turn up on day. I thought the young boys played really well. I yeah, thought yeah. the boy Wales thought it was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I agree with um, you. And a good, a good prospect for the future for us because um, I was concerned with the, um, with the defenders coming injured and we don't really seem to be signing many players. Although Duffy came in, which is good, but it's going to be a long season. If it's going to be like that, it's going to be a very long season. He's Hopefully yet to find the. He's yeah. still to find the pace, hasn't he, of the Scottish game? Uh, David Proven was yeah. saying the, the other night, Simon, that um, it's faster in Scotland, and, and maybe Shane Duffy didn't realise that. Well, if he if, if he hasn't realised, they'll have realised now. You know, he's <laughs> just played in uh, the biggest game in the UK at the weekend and came out at second best. So the whole the whole team need to react to this positively, and. As I said to you earlier on, I think the, the good thing from the Celtic point of view is these guys are coming back and the headache, which will be the good headache for Neil Lennon, will be selection. You know, and they'll have everybody fit. And that's where you hope that they start to find a bit of form as well as results. Sure, here's Ali. Yeah, as you were saying, Stuart, actually, um, last night Ramon Vega was on the show and he was saying it's about the players being 100% committed to it rather than just the manager taking it all on the chin so I guess it's along the lines of what you're saying Yeah absolutely you know you think he's a professional footballer playing for one of the biggest clubs if not the biggest club in Scotland a bit controversial but you know they need to turn up on the days in the biggest games and hopefully they've had a rocket from Neil behind the scenes and, and told him straight what's expected and we'll get a good performance tonight I would take a point but I'd be delighted to win the game but if we can get that and then get a victory at the weekend that hopefully will set us up again for the rest of the season so Simon's right we need to get good performances in now and really react to it so confidence for tonight get a good, good draw or a win tonight would be a great stepping stone for us so let's take it from there Simon would you go for that? Yeah definitely a performance much better on the weekend uh, it's going to be a difficult one tonight because I think Milan are in a bit of form Ibrahimovic is bringing that team to the fore at the moment to beat Inter Milan at the weekend uh, it won't be easy but a performance you know Celtic have showed over the years they're more than capable of getting a result at Celtic Park and a positive result kicking out the weekend would be fantastic Simon give us three of the best players Stuart you're a Celtic fan obviously so three of the best players that you played alongside at Celtic I think we know the first one you're going to say first was obviously the King of Kings himself Henrik Larsson uh, I would say Lubo was up there. Moravchik, yeah, we've Fantastic. spoken about him. He was, what, 34, 35 years old oh, when he came, wasn't he? Incredible. Yeah. I wish we'd got him at 24, uh, 25. And sure, did you see last week he said that he thought he left too early? He regretted that he missed Seville. I know, we all wish he stayed. Absolute joy to watch. It uh, must have been great to play with, but an absolute joy to watch. Because every time you got the ball, you got out of your chair. You were excited what he was going to do. So. Sure, hold on a second. Uh, we've got uh, news coming in. A penalty. Yeah, penalty to Rangers. Uh, I was too busy listening yeah. to Stuart. I think it might be a handball from a set play. But it looks as if Rangers, here we go with a replay. It's a corner coming in. And it's a handball. Yeah, yeah it's a so penalty it's for Rangers. Off the hand of the... Yeah. The Liège player. So nil-nil at the moment. How many minutes has that played? That's uh, about 18 minutes in Belgium, just waiting for the penalty kick before you go, Stuart. So this would be the start, a, a dream start it's for Rangers. Goal. Sorry to spoil it. You're ahead of us there in the pictures. <laughs> James Tavernier. That's fantastic. Rangers are one <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Tavernier has scored <laughs> Ali's on a better stream than I <laughs> wonder, <laughs> I'm on Twitter 1-0 <laughs> for Rangers Tavernier the scorer great right. news <laughs> just exactly the start we wanted it's an unbelievable start for Tavernier I think that's his ninth goal of the season uh, but yeah we'll just watch it here obviously on the delay but a fantastic start for Rangers what a start for the season for James Tavernier yeah nine goals incredible amazing incredible yeah. from full back yeah <laughs> Morel is not taking Tavernier as the one, isn't he, for the penalties for Rangers? So what a start! Rangers playing in white tonight. Uh, Ali got it there that Twitter was ahead of the of the TV pictures. I shouldn't have given out, given out my. Uh, just my took own. the moment away, Ali. But uh, <laughs> there we are. So that's fine. Really well struck. Keeper down to his right. No chance. So Stuart, you'll be hoping for much of the same from Celtic. Then shortly, Celtic against well, AC think, Milan. Absolutely, fingers crossed that they're going night for Scottish football in Europe. That would be that would be a great story. Great, thanks very much Stuart Collins there from Renfrewshire Some good chat there We've got great level of chat from the fans who come on From all the clubs And uh, there's been no hysteria over the, the, the you know the weekend That was one of the hallmarks of it, wasn't there? There were no, there were no controversies Nobody, the, the referee was hardly mentioned It was about <clears> the football It was Rangers day They went into it with confidence They had a plan and they enacted it And for Celtic, loads of injuries You know, Covid hit, Beton, El Hamid We know about all the Edward it's, And so many others And Christie, I mean how tough was that for Celtic that Christie well you know the story yeah, he Christy couldn't play and, and KT Tierney's yeah. playing I know it's, it's one of the ones and Neil would have been tearing his hair out you know when he heard that uh, because Christie's been a big player for Celtic as well sure has been so a, a real uh, miss there but it was a it was a good was a good game of football did you feel or is everyone too close to it we've discussed it for a few days uh, the, one the game at the weekend yeah. no, I'm too <laughs> yeah. close to it I, I can hear that <laughs> no, right, yeah. listen Rangers Rangers were the better team Rangers were the better team. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 you heard there with Stuart, the disappointment of the manner of the defeat, I think that's the thing that's sticking in the Celtic fans' throats at the moment. Uh, it was just a bit lacklustre and they'll, they'll need to bounce back because Rangers are looking strong and even tonight have started this game really well. So we are... Well, Neil Lennon's been asked. Let's uh, concentrate just now on the Celtic manager. We'll keep you right up to date uh, with Rangers. They're one goal up. Tavernier penalty in about 18, 19 minutes. So a great start for Steven Gerrard's men there in Belgium. Uh, Neil Lennon was asked, what's the effect uh, of the 10 in a row? Has there been too much chat about it? Is it affecting them? You know, the players and even the ones who've come in are aware of what's at stake. But it doesn't matter if you're going for your first, if you're going for your fifth, if you're going for your 10th. You know, every year we want to win the championship and uh, this season's no different. The season's been different, you know, in terms of the protocols, the new norm, if you want to call it that, no supporters. And we have to adapt to that as best we can. I don't think the performance has been really up to the level that we're capable of. And, you know, I'm hoping that's going to be, you know, turned around as we go along. Simon, do you yeah. agree with, do you identify with that? You were there. Of course. You were trying to stop attending the Listen, role. Celtic yeah. and Rangers are expected to win every game and it's the pressure that comes with playing for each each jersey. Uh, Celtic are expected to win it every season. I, th- I think he's right. I think the circumstances of uh, everything with COVID is different and that will probably affect them more than the pressure of going for this title. This this is a great opportunity, Rob, for the likes of Celtic to go and create history. This has never been done before. Uh, they should be revelling in it and I think the guys that have been over the course will probably show that over the, the the next few games the the new guys it's a new experience I mean Laxalt makes his debut at the weekend it's not easy to come in in such a big game how did he do for you? 
did okay. I thought he was quiet. I, I thought he was putting balls in from deep areas where we didn't really have anybody in the box. Uh, I thought he found it difficult, to be honest. I, d- I didn't think Frimpong on the other side had his best game either. I think I followed the wee guy since he came into the team. A very exciting player. Somebody that gets you know player uh, supporters off their seats. He, he commits defenders. He goes and takes people on. I don't think he did his best game. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's one of the one. It's, I keep going back to it. It's how Celtic react now. They get that game's gone. They've got to go into this game tonight. It's a big game in Europe. The fans deserve a performance, and they can kick on. You know, for the big one at the weekend uh, domestically. Okay, we're coming back in a moment or two more on the Rangers game. Rangers are one up, and we're going to speak to Bob Malcolm after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Every night, Monday to Friday. Five till seven. We're on tomorrow night with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Rob McLean. And let's hope we're talking about Rangers winning in Europe. They're one up at the moment. Simon Donnelly. Yeah, stand away as you've just hit the bar with an effort there. Cross came in from wide right and the centre forwards just headed it over McGregor onto the top of the bar. So they're now defending a corner. James Tavernier scored after 19 minutes. It was a penalty. Struck it sweetly into the corner. Keeper had no chance. So 1 0 to Rangers, the start that they would have wanted. Celtic just over an hour and a half away from kickoff. AC Milan in town, Zlatan and Co. And if you want to talk to us, Ali, you've got all the socials. Absolutely get in touch. 0808 17 17 700 is the phone number. At Go Football Show is the socials. Uh, of course, you might want to comment on Hadji's yellow card, um, or maybe you just want to drop us a wee text. 8 7474. Maybe you're a Celtic fan and you want to chat about the game coming up with AC Milan tonight. Put Go at the start of your message and it's your normal network rate. And uh, as is always the case, there's something COVID-wise in the news and there's concerns at uh, St Mirren Park this weekend again. Yeah, concerned about the game against Hamilton after uh, last week's COVID crisis, as they say. Um, It's hitting all the clubs at the moment, unfortunately, in different ways. But yeah, it looks like there may be some more cases after today's results. Um, We'll keep you up to date with that um, as to how many. But it's mentioned there may be four more cases, but I will confirm that as soon as I can. And a good call in the first hour from uh, Stuart Urquhart, the president of the Amateur Football Association, just saying, look, please speak to his government. We know that you've got so much to deal with, but the protocols are in place. This is for young men and women playing football, and it's great for the mental health. And also, you know, it's a great way for them to stay active, especially with the dark nights now here. 100%. It's, it's a, a huge mental health issue as well. You know, there's no better feeling for these guys. They've missed out on football for so long. Kids, adults... Uh, they've followed protocol, followed everything to the letter of the law and then it's almost as if the goalposts have been moved and they find themselves on the sidelines again. Uh, very frustrating and difficult times, you know, as I say, it affects kids. I play six sides myself twice a week yeah. and I look forward to it, you know, and then it, it's stopped again, so it's it's hard times. We're just seeing this replay of the uh, ball uh, off the bar. It was, yeah. oh, it was so close, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it's up there really well. Yeah, Malika over McGregor and hits the the bar. But Rangers, like, have, yeah. this is the first little period that they've they've looked uncomfortable. You know, in the first half hour, uh, get get the goal ahead and have looked reasonably comfortable up until this little spell. James Tavernier penalty after 19 minutes, 1-0. Connor Goldson was in there with a, it was a really well-timed tackle. See, the defender has gone down, but uh, what about Connor Goldson at the weekend, Simon? You know, you, you are, you know, in the Celtic pantheon of uh, great scorers. Yeah. But, you know, you have to say, Conor Golson, 
You wouldn't have expected him to get he's, two goals. Uh, you've took the yeah. words out of my mouth. He's the last man anyone probably would have predicted for first goal uh, in the game. But it just shows in these games, it's happened over the years, you know, somebody unexpected pops up and not only gets the first, pops up with the with the second, which at the time I thought had just kind of ricocheted off him, but he actually finishes it quite well. You know, he takes the break of the ball. I think Duffy gets the block and then he just slots it in. Uh, yeah, but you would never have expected Goldson of all people to walk away with, with a brace. A caller, Jason, on earlier saying, yep, yeah, for Rangers, clearly the winners at the weekend, deservedly so, as Rangers are coming forward and a chance for Rangers, but uh, it's just petered out in the box. But good to see Rangers coming forward again after that period of pressure, Simon. Yeah, I'm just watching that back there. I don't know why Morelos doesn't take the shot on. A fantastic ball in and layoff. He finds himself with loads of space in the box. I thought he'd have just unleashed that, but he chose to pass it. Are these the chances that last season he was just... Burying. I think yep. he did one at the weekend If I'm right in saying I think he had an opportunity at the weekend Where You would expect Morelis to go and hit it But yeah that one there He had time and space And I thought he'd have just cracked that Towards the goal But he tried to play in Arfield I think And the opportunity was away Back to the domestic then And the ten in a row One in a row for Rangers As Ali said Rangers Big uh, test then at Livingston coming to Rangers um, Okay it's at Ibrox uh, They didn't enjoy playing in the plastic pitch A couple of months ago But uh, this is the kind of test that Rangers would To come down from the high of Celtic And then standard Liège Are these the toughest days? Well that's what Jason touched on yeah. the, f- the caller wasn't it? Yeah. it? You know these are the games that the, the kind of bread and butter games That you assume they're going to win uh, Livingston will make it really difficult They'll come to Ibrox and Probably play behind the ball and make it frustrating for, for Rangers and it's up to Rangers to go and break them down. But th- these are the games, you're right, you know, on the high of beating Celtic, going over here, if they get the, the result here, it's, it's back to your, your your domestic bread and butter at the weekend against Livy and that's the ones that they need to keep picking the points up. We'll speak to Bob Malcolm hopefully in a wee while. I think he's uh, glued to the telly. He's watching this. He's maybe worried <laughs> he's coming head to head with you. But I'm <laughs> delighted to say we've got the Scotland captain on the line now. Rachel Corsi is on. Rachel, good evening. Hi, how are you? Ah, good, thanks. Are you watching the match as well as you prepare for Scotland tomorrow night? Um, we do. It's just been dinner time, and it somehow made its way onto the big screen behind behind me. But fortunately, I was just looking the other way. What's for dinner? Tell us. What's the healthy one? <laughs> we we yeah, I had a medical first thing this morning, so they've told me uh, what to do. So can you give us a, a few hints, Rachel? What should we? What should seriously? What should we be eating? I don't know if, if I'm the expert, but tonight's. Um, actually Thai curry so Ooh, nice. quite adventurous for yeah. a night before a game but um, yeah it's good went down well it so, was always good Rachel Ali how are the press preparations going Rachel for the match tomorrow with Albania yeah really good um, we got onto Tynecastle this afternoon to sort of finish up training which it's always good to just see the pitch and um, yeah I think you know everyone's fit everyone looks good and um, I think it's it's been competitive that's what you want so I think we're all ready <laughs> Rachel, um, great to chat to you earlier actually um, Shannon Lynn, it's her birthday today Now obviously with all the Covid <laughs> restrictions and everything's going on Were you able to get a cake or sing happy birthday or anything? Um, we've we've just actually had a little happy birthday And um, there was no cake sadly um, <laughs> I think there, there might be one coming instead tomorrow after the game So um, ah, of we've course. been told if we, if we get a good result but like Back when you're younger you get rewarded with cake. I love that. Um, and of course, a whirlwind for Zoe Ness of Rangers. Of course, 24 hours, and she's been out for the past year, scored in her debut for Rangers a hat trick. Um, and of course, and then gets the Scotland call up straight away. How's she doing? 
Yeah, and I mean another great addition. Obviously, she's she's well known within the group here, but she's obviously had a, a tough kind of few months with the injury, and um, it's great to see her back. Obviously, she's delighted with how club football started for her, and it's it, yeah, it's another great name to have with us. Another attacking threat. She offers something a bit different to what the other strikers we have. Um, so she's good to have with us. Happy days. I'm I'm just excited. And I guess um, from speaking to Leanne Crichton the other day, you're all in your own separate hotel rooms and you're in little, little bubbles at the moment. Um, how, is it getting a bit lonely? Are you doing all right? Um, I think surprisingly everyone's, everyone's coped really well. It's, it's obviously slightly different to what we're used to. Um, but at the same time, it, it's fairly straightforward. I think we're, we're all well versed, having obviously gone through a lot of stricter protocols with club football that you just understand this is... This is the way it is now, and, and you have to just adjust slightly. But um, I think there's been a few few Zoom calls uh, across the rooms, across the corridors, keep everyone <laughs> make, keep an eye on a few people. All right. But, <laughs> no, everyone's coped coped very well. Rachel, hi, it's Simon Donnelly here. Hiya. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi. It's just it's weird times, isn't it? Are you just dying to go on the pitch now? Obviously, all this protocol. I mean, you're talking about Zoom calls there. I, I'd never heard of Zoom until February. <laughs> you're doing Zoom calls between bedrooms and stuff. <laughs> I, I suppose you're just dying now to get out there. It's the only thing I think at the moment, you know, touching from my, my, my involvement at Breakin, it's the only bit of normality when the 90 minutes start. Yeah, it's, it is. And I think a lot of us were just so excited that these games would go ahead because obviously yeah. there's been... Obviously, September window was postponed, and that was disappointing. And um, it, it seems so long since we have been together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's again, it's time on the pitch that kind of gives you that respite from it. And train, like I say, training has been good. And obviously, to get to get out on the pitch tomorrow night, will will feel really good to again to just put on the shirt and be back representing Scotland. Yeah. Are, are, are both games and are you travelling to the the finish game? Yeah, we travel on Monday to right. Finland. So That'll be another experience as well with all this stuff as well, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going very last minute. Normally, you know, we'd probably yeah, head off on Saturday. Before. Yeah, get, yeah, get as much prep as you can. But it'll be a case of get there Monday, leave at lunchtime, and then straight back after the game. Obviously, it's the way it needs to be. But yeah. um, that just can't be an excuse. You know, it's we just need to to focus, focus and, and what we're good at. And yeah, yeah. Well, Rich, I wish you well. Yeah. Thank you. Simon Dolly, how, what did it mean to you? Everything wearing, wearing the black, the the dark blue of Scotland. Everything, everything. The pinnacle of your your career, you know, to be representing your your nation, to be selected uh, for for your country, it means everything. You know, I, I, an enormous amount of pride under twenty ones, and then lucky enough to get a few caps for the the senior team. And Rachel, he told us the two best players he played with alongside at Celtic. Who's the other one you mentioned, Simon? Just oh, you put me in the spot. Yeah. Uh, I would have to go a, a lot. I'll, I'll go Paul McStay. Have oh, to go yeah. Paul McStay. Birthday boy. Birthday boy today. Aye, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that is happy birthday, Paul McStay. Some great. <laughs> it's always great to watch uh, players, isn't it, Rachel? That inspire us all. Absolutely. So, Ali's back in. Yeah, Rachel, um, I was just thinking, the last time I saw Scotland play Albania, the women was at St Midden Park, and it was either 5 or 6 nil, and it was brilliant, but I guess times have changed since then, it was a couple of years ago, how are you looking towards tomorrow night's game, and what are you thinking about Albania, how strong are they going to be? Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, without put, you don't want to put a scoreline on it, or pressure to score a certain number of goals, but I think... Um, the quality we have we first and foremost have to make sure we win the game um, and I do think that with a good performance the players we have you know we have options in the wide area up front 
we've got players we can bring on. Um, I think we really need to put on a good display and I think it would be great to score a number of goals and just boost that goal difference, which is already in our favour. But you don't want to leave it to chance. You, know, you don't want to come down. There's some tough games towards the end of the group and you don't want to get to a stage where you know, it's it's goal difference that could be a factor. So um, it's definitely a game that we know three points is a minimum, but it would also be great to to make sure we put in a, a performance that merits the result. Well, Rachel, thanks very much for joining us and Ali will be watching it tomorrow night. Yes, 7.30pm yep. kick-off BBC Alba. We can check it out. You're playing at Tynecastle Park. Rachel, good luck. Thank you so much. Good luck, Rachel. Thanks very much. The captain of the Scotland's women team, it's Rachel Corsi joining us on the Go Radio Football Show. Some messages coming in. Kaka has been on. I can't say it's to us. It's on his Twitter feed. Well, that fantastic player saying what a great memories I have playing against Celtic. Playing in Glasgow is one of the best atmospheres in football. What a player. What a player. And, and I actually touched on this the other day with the manager of our club, Mark Wilson. He played yeah. when Kaka broke free in the San Siro. I think Celtic had managed to hold AC Milan. Yeah. To nil nil into extra time and then the way he put it, Kaka ran away for for Neil Lennon and, and finished. So yeah, what a player. I was at that match as well. There's so many yeah. of these European games we've been at over the years. Ali? Just a wee bit of breaking news. Lee Griffiths and Albina Yeti are going to start in uh, Neil Lennon's starting eleven for the Milan clash tonight. Right, so that was fake news earlier on. We did we didn't say that was uh, news. So Griffiths back. Uh Simon, not before time. Delighted with that. Delighted with that. Uh, delighted for him, yeah, to get back in. Hope he hits the ground running. You know, gets himself back up to to match speed. Uh, and I've said all along, I think a fully fit Lee is the best striker at the club. Uh, so great, great news to get him back in there and hopefully performs well tonight. Latest news: It's uh, Standard Liège nil, Rangers one. It's a James Tavernier penalty in 19 minutes and they had a couple of chances came close Liège coming close once I think when they hit the bar Simon yeah they hit the bar with a header I think Kaji had a long range effort that came close for Rangers as well before picking up a, a yellow card but I haven't seen too many chances since Morelis had the opportunity to shoot and chose to pass but other than that it's it's pretty comfortable for Rangers alright we'll be watching Rangers all the way till 7 Bob Malcolm is coming along with uh, Simon Donnelly we'll put the two of you head to head next the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Cooney with Ali Defoy and Simon Donnelly tonight. Rob McLean was on earlier and he's commentating on Rangers one up against Standard Liège. Uh, James Tavernier, penalty after 19 minutes. Delighted to welcome to the programme now former Rangers defender, uh, a man of many clubs, but Rangers uh, was the one we remember best along with Motherwell. It's Bob Malcolm. Bob, good evening. Hi guys, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? You glued to the telly, and you'll be pleased so far. How, how are Rangers doing? I've, I'm actually not watching it. The lads have got training tonight, so uh, I'm not. I've not been watching the game, unfortunately. Well, we can but tell it's you. Good to hear that one in one Yeah, because <laughs> you're assistant manager at uh, Kelty Hearts. The assistant manager Breakin is going to tell you about the goal. Yeah, one 0 to Rangers, Bob. Uh, a penalty stuff, kick. You won't be happy with that, will you? Oh, yeah. hey, no, no, hey. <laughs> not at all. In Europe, we're oh, yeah, looking yeah, for the Scottish it. team to advance. No, it was a handball and Tavernier to get his ninth goal, which is incredible for fullbacker. Ninth right, of the so season. Some amount, some amount of goals he brings back to the, the team. Yeah. Bob, what do you feel about the job that Stephen Gerrard is doing? I mean, six months ago, it, did, it looked difficult, <clears> didn't it? You know, as the league just slipped away after Dubai. We've said it many times. Uh, what do you think has happened over the summer? I, I think he's just got the guys back together. He's, he's added a few. He's got rid of a few. Uh, 
I think they know now it's, it's the pressures. Just Simon will tell you, it's been in that situation. Uh, they know that they have to go and produce now. Uh, both both sets of both teams, both sets of players. Uh, but I think he's he's also Gerrard's been under pressure. Uh, I think he's strengthened the right areas. And hopefully the, the squad, the, the squad that he's uh, got together, will, will be able to push on, and it's going to be a hard, tough slog with the European games as well. The first standout player this year for them, though, I think, it'd be fair to say, was Ryan Kent. And then there was speculation that Leeds wanted him, but they made it clear he's staying and he wanted to stay. <clears throat> yeah, I think that, that's a big thing. Also, uh, Rangers over the years have been Celtic as well. Any any team come in with a big offer, then they're they're sold. I can remember when Alan Hutton went uh, for nine million, I think it was, to, to Spurs. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't even have an option. It's you need to go because you need, the club needs the money. But it shows that the club are backing the manager, so uh, that's a good sign. Hopefully, uh, now the manager can return the favour to the club and bring the, the league title home. Just seeing that uh, Borna Barisic has gone off, he's unable to continue, and. Uh, Kelvin Bassey is on, so uh, it's a good replacement. They've got such strength, haven't they, Bob? They have. I think that's the thing that he's brought in. He's, he's brought in uh, two good players for most positions. Uh, so there's, there's always going to be competition and he can he can chop and change it. I think the problem over the last couple of years has been he's maybe changed it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he gets that right balance, then yeah, I don't see it being a problem. Bob, Bob, I was just saying that earlier on in the, the show, I think... Rangers to me now, it, it does tweak it again the night in the midfield in front a wee bit, but they've, they've got a settled side in terms of the back four. Usually, I know that the boy's out tonight through injury, but I think that has strengthened Rangers as well. I, when I look at the team, there's there's no a lot of change. You know that he'll tweak it as I say, just to freshen things up. I think it was tactically with Barker at the weekend, but you know he's got his familiar Kent Morelos Hadji the night, and I think these boys now, you know yourself when you're playing. Together, you, you become familiar with everybody's kind of wee, you know, routines and whatever they're doing in the, within the team, and I think that's made Rangers stronger. I de- definitely said so definitely, and that that's the thing as well. You, if you look at the boy Barker last season, yeah, you probably think to yourself he's he's one of the ones that's going to go, but he's come back, he's been on fire, yeah, uh, and he's been for the for the manager to uh, shove him into that old firm game at the weekend. Yeah, he's obviously been doing it. Yeah, he's got him, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, you've got when you've got everybody playing at levels, and you know yourself, it's you can you can change a wee bit now and again. Yeah. Uh, and he's got that uh, opportunity to do that at the moment. Good breakaway a moment ago, and Ryan Kent showing some pace there, Simon. Yeah, just again, look, and that was Celt- uh, against Celtic as well. I thought Rangers looked really dangerous when they broke, you know, with intent round about the box, quick passing. That was another one there that just broke down at the final pass. But yeah, looking dangerous again to potentially get a second goal, which would effectively kill it. Bob, we know you've got training with Barry Ferguson. Two questions from me: uh, What's he like as a gaffer? He's he's, he's good. He's a bit, bit intense sometimes, but. Yeah. If he's not if he's not got that in him, then he's there would be no point in him being a manager. So they'll tell you he's always he's always been the same and he'll he'll never change. He's even yeah. Yeah. even playing the like the old firm charity games that we've played in before. Like, <laughs> I was about uh, to say he, the star sixes. He's a man possessed. 
and that you know, that will never come out him. So yeah, he's got that aura, hasn't he, of the winner and that that intense stare. I mean, we love working with him here at Go Radio, and he's on three nights a week now. He's busy with Kelty Hearts as well. Uh, the record column, loads on the go for him. Um, and how do you feel about coming up against uh, Brecon City then in a couple of weeks? Ah, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. We've had a couple of tough games against the Premier League team, so uh, we're looking forward to a couple of games in the league over the next week or two, and then. Uh, start preparing for the the, the game, like uh, sorry, league cup games against Peterhead and Brecon. So I'm, I'm looking forward to coming up against uh, Sid and Mark. Also, not come up against them before coach wise. So it'll be good, be interesting. Bob Ali here. Um, you sent a wee message to uh, Sid the other day. What's that all about on Twitter? <laughs> oh no, we're having a wee laugh because we're, we're playing these games and uh, it was just checking on my well being. It was just checking. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was okay. Did you see that? There's a, <laughs> luckily the the ball came off the bar there. Uh, it's nil nil. Uh, sorry, it's nil one at half time. That was almost a goal there for Standard Liège. Yeah, Standard Liège just hit the bar again. They're similar to the first one with a header uh, off the top of the bar. McGregor wasn't happy. I, I never think, seen it. Yeah. Paul there coming in. I just seen the header. You know, maybe the guys get free in the box and Griggs isn't he too happy with the marking. But it's the top of the bar and it's over. So Rangers are leading at half time one nil. Bob, that would do you at full time, wouldn't it? One nil. Oh, definitely. Anyone's a win, especially in European football. So if they can get a 1 0 win, that'd be amazing. And do you think your old team, Rangers, can go the distance then to make it one in a row? Well, I hope so. Obviously, there's a lot, lot of football to be played. Uh, there's, there's a lot of injuries probably still to come as well from both sides. Uh, the, good, the good thing is the window's closed and they've got the, they've got the squad there. Up until Christmas now, so uh, hopefully they just they, they need to, the problem Rangers have had over the years is like coming back after tonight how how they they perform in the next uh, league game yeah. if they can get back into winning ways after the games then uh, then I don't I don't really really see much stopping them to be honest but Celtic are going to get better as well they've Celtic have not been uh, playing at their full level so once once they get back playing at their top level then it'll be totally different. Bob, am I right in thinking that Barry let you out of training a wee bit earlier tonight? Is that because you've got a birthday coming up or just because he wants you on the show? No, no, he's, he asked me to come on the show so he gave me a wee, wee bit earlier so that's that was nice of me, it's no normal like that. Aye, what birthday your... is it? What birthday's coming up? Who, me? Aye. Which I I'm 60 now. The big six. <laughs> You're still younger than Barry though, aren't you? Aye, definitely. Is it the big four zero? Is it the big four zero? Big, big four zero, mate. Oh, well done, yeah. mate. Well done. Congratulations, yeah. Bob. Enjoy it. We're just saying, like, Paul. Oh, you're one of these ones. Ages, you hold on to the last minute. You're quite right, Bob. And Sai Ferry keeps saying, "I'm 33." I'm like, Sai, when's your birthday? It's November. Aye. He's been saying it since the end of July. He's 32. Aye, Sai, Sai's been 33 for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Bob. Thanks very much for joining us. One 0 for Rangers at halftime, and we'll see you in the coming weeks. Thanks a lot, Bob Malcolm. Thank Thanks, you. Bob. Cheers, Cheers, Bob. Great to hear from him. Yeah, just right at the end there, there was that. Uh, luckily, the ball came off the bar. McGregor was shouting. I, I missed it as well. But uh, one 0 Rangers halftime. Take that all day. Take that all day. It's uh, a good performance. You know they've rode the luck a wee bit with the two headers off the bar, but out with that. Not a lot of danger from the Belgians uh, and a couple of wee opportunities for Rangers. The Morelos shot. You know, or, or didn't choose to shoot, which surprised me. Uh, opted to pass, but. Yeah, there's enough there to suggest that they maybe get another goal in the second half. Right, we've got the Celtic team in, Ali. 
Yep, so you've got Duffy, uh, well, Barkis and Goals, Duffy, Brown, Griffiths, Ayeti, Incham, Fringpong, Ayer, McGregor, Welsh and Laxalt. And then on the bench, subwise, you've got Bain, Hazard, Taylor, Klamala, Soro, Turnbull, Christie, Rogic, Illinusi, Henderson and Karamoko. Yep, so Elanusi, just as you mentioned earlier on, onto the bench. Uh, Turnbull sitting on the bench. Christie on the bench as well, so probably just not fit enough, just ready to yeah, play. Yeah, but there's a yeah. lot there. There's a lot on that bench, you know. That I think I touched on it before. I like the boy Turnbull. Yeah, I'd like to get him yeah. in the team and yep. get a run, but that's a strong midfield three. Obviously, they'll play the three at the back with the two, the two wide boys again. And as I said, great to see Griffiths back. Partner and Ayeti up front, a different strike force from the weekend. And let's hope that bodes well for a good performance for Celtic. They'll be so tough to play against, though, won't they? Because Milan, they'll be the masters of just, you know, containing it. Taking, you know, they could keep it yeah, nil nil they've and started it, well. And break. They've yep. started well and they've got your man yep. Ibra up the top there, you know, conducting the choir. So it will be a difficult night. But yeah, if Celtic perform, they're more than capable of getting the result. Yep, so Celtic start officially. Barkas, Duffy, Brown, the captain, of course. Griffiths, he's back. Ayeti, Incham, Frimpong, Ayer, McGregor, Welsh, and like Salt. And uh, you had the subs Bain, Hazard, Taylor, Klamala, he started on Saturday. Sorrow, Turnbull, Christie, he's on the bench. Rogic, who came on at the weekend. Elianusi, who started. Henderson, and Karamoko. So, uh, yes, yeah, it's. You know, a lot of players back still missing Beaton, El Hamid, uh, Edouard, but a stronger lineup than Saturday. I would say so. I would say so. Uh, with the, the two guys up front. Uh, Simon, yeah. what do you make of Incham? Where, where do you stand on? He's so much talent. I like Incham, yeah. but I don't. I don't think his his form's been great recently. Which, by the way, that happens. That happens in football. You you maybe aren't hitting the heights of last season, but I like him. You know, he's he's a he came into the. the the club and I thought he was a defensive midfielder he shows he's got a lot more to, to his game than that he's actually played off the front he's more than capable of scoring goals I like him but at the moment he's just been out of sorts a wee bit but he keeps his place tonight so it'll be interesting to see how he performs Let's hear from the Celtic manager about how the players will react now after the defeat at the weekend Well obviously the initial feeling is you know we're bitterly disappointed you know we've got a, a great game to look forward to and yeah we've tried to be positive with the players and they've responded in the right way so we've worked the we've had the the luxury if you want to call it that of getting some days on the training ground together and then we move on we, we get our heads down we work hard but they also have to hold their heads high you know there's a long way to go not happy with you know the result but um, there's plenty of time to improve and bounce back Yep, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I said that earlier as well. It's plenty of time. You know, we're still ten, eleven games into the season. Uh, a lot to put right, a lot to react better to, and a lot of players to come back. You know, and and that will hopefully move Celtic forward, where everybody connected with the club wants to go. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to see a, a real. Uh, reaction tonight and then going into because Aberdeen are on form as well you know that'll be a difficult one Sunday do you think some of the players uh, didn't like the fact that after the Ferencvaros defeat going out of the Champions League in the qualifiers you know didn't even get through the, in the preliminaries that they didn't like it the fact that he said some people maybe want to be somewhere else and go I would like to think not you know I'd like to think that players can take it on the chin their performance wasn't too bad that night but you know get caught out at the, at the late stage of the game. I would like to think that wouldn't be the case. You know, you've got a, a leader within the dressing room as well, Paul and mm. Scott Brown. So 
hopefully he's you know on top of things there as well and as I said earlier Celtic always seem to bounce back you know the, the question's been posed at them two or three times over the last couple of seasons Rangers have beat them and they've, they've seemed to come up with the answers and bounce back so let's see how they react this time So who are you looking to tonight? So we didn't see much of Frimpong Rangers just snuffed them out on Saturday Yeah but Listen, the wee guy's been great since he came into the team. Yeah. I, I thoroughly like watching him play. He's an exciting player. He's an attacking player. People question his defensive side of it. But for me, going forward, he's not really been caught out for me at the back either. Uh, I think people pick up on his size. But going forward, it, he's, he's exciting to watch. Great to watch, isn't he? He's box oh, office, yeah. Great. And that's what you want. That's a, that's what Celtic... For me, it's all about you know playing exciting football, uh, exciting the fans. <laughs> Albeit we're sitting watching it on the telly at the moment, but yeah, he's he's, he's come into the the Celtic uh, team and been a huge success over the the season and a half that he's been there. Uh, so one game, you know, you move on. We, we've, we've all had them. Certainly, yeah. I've had a few myself. Have you? No. Holly. <laughs> 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 um, Welsh is back in the starting eleven today. I don't know how much you've seen of him, but uh, one of the guys I was talking to the other day, a Celtic fan actually, who was filming at St Mirren Park for us, he was saying that um, Welsh has been doing really, really well in the under-21s. And as a Celtic fan, he was actually really happy to see him in the team and thought he could bring a lot. Maybe didn't show it um, in the old firm game, but I don't know what you think of him. I don't think he had the worst game ever you know he's played in a, ga- a game there a difficult game you got more points than Rangers. most people you know in, in yeah, the, yeah. 100% and, and when a team's not performing and everybody's flat it's hard to lift that yourself especially I know he's not particularly young but it's his first big game for Celtic and the fact that he's in there I know there's a couple of guys out from circumstance but the fact that he's been considered it's the same as what Bob touches on with, with Barker with Rangers he's obviously doing things right behind the scenes at training that Lennon has decided you know I'm going to go with you and again he's in tonight so good on him uh, I hope he's got a bright career at Celtic it's always great to see the homegrown players coming through as well as bringing in the so-called big names I mean, can you believe we're running out of time 1-0 for Rangers at half time so well done Rangers good luck in the second half Celtic just over an hour away from kick-off we've given you the team you've given us some of the best players just some of the best players you've played alongside who are some of the most memorable players you've played against the toughest to play against or the most outstanding I've, I've, I've always went along the, the, the road boy Prozanetsky Robert Prozanetsky yeah. and it was just that it was a friendly game at, at Celtic Park versus Barcelona and they, they battered us 0-0 that night it was as if they didn't want to score they just wanted really? to keep yeah. the ball uh, and I was up against him and his wisdom Tommy Burns put me in the middle of the park against Prozanetsky and I could not get near him so really? that was that yeah. was a tough night for me Yeah, Tommy do that out of bad was that a bit of mischief uh, well it was Tommy? a friendly yeah. maybe he just thought uh, I needed a bit of running by the way Prozanetsky was 35 at the time I think uh, yeah. and still gave me the run around how old were you at the time? I'd have been 23, 24 yeah but he's, he, he was he was a level above. He was fantastic. And you learned off it as well. So it was, it was a good experience. Tommy was obviously in management when you were playing by then. Had you, did you you remember seeing him playing though? Tommy. Tommy, Tommy oh, what yeah. a player. Tommy, yeah. creative, foot, just yeah, a Celtic yeah. player. You know, creative. And even when he came as a coach, you know, little things that he showed you, his vision, his touch, little things around the corner, just a clever football player. He twists, he turns, Tommy Burns, I remember that on the radio famously, <laughs> yeah. that was uh, one of the things, what a, a great man Tommy Burns was. Well, this is Glasgow's own, Go Radio. Celtic, what do you think is going to happen then? What, what, what's your prediction, Simon? You know what, I'm going to go with a bit of positivity after the weekend, I'm going to go for Celtic 1, AC Milan 0, Lee Griffiths. Oh, 
Lee Griffiths and uh, he's back in tonight we heard the news he's in the starting 11 thanks very much to Simon thanks to Ali she's back tomorrow night uh, we're on from 5 till 7 good luck to Rangers one up at half time and let's hope that continues good luck to both the Bull Radio Football Show let's go